Welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, I know that you could be doing a million other things, and here you are listening to these important conversations. And for that, I am so grateful. I am so glad that you're here. Now, one thing I speak about over and over again is that living a vision driven life is a game changing way of living especially as a mom with ADHD. It's a moving toward what you want rather than pushing away from what you don't. Now imagine what our world would be like if every mom with ADHD lived a vision-driven life. The ripple effect it would have on our kids, on their friends, on their families, and so on and so on and so on. That's why I'm so passionate about this show and bringing you the best possible tools, practices, resources, and practical spirituality to support you on your vision-driven mom with ADHD journey. And I'm a firm believer in community. If you haven't joined the Vision Driven Moms with ADHD Facebook community, consider this your personal invitation because we can do anything together even as moms with ADHD, especially as moms with ADHD. Look up Vision Driven Moms with ADHD in Facebook groups or find the link in the show notes. Now, let's face it, ADHD is complex and so is motherhood. During this episode of the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast, I talk about taking a holistic mind, body, soul approach to treating ADHD by tending to the four pillars of well-being for the ADHD mom. I talk about what the four pillars of well-being are, why each aspect is important and how it's connected to the others, and how to start tending to each pillar. Now, let me know in the Facebook group what pillar you're starting with so that we can support you along the way. And enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Now, today we're diving into the four pillars of well-being for the ADHD mom. Now, years ago, before I had kids, I had a dear friend who really understood my need for what he called tea time. Now, tea time was Tracy time. It was my way of taking a break, sometimes weekly, sometimes more, to recover, regroup, and renew from the demands of life. Now, I didn't know it back then, but I was treating my ADHD, living in a neurotypical world with a neurodivergent mind, okay? It's exhausting, as you know. But now, as an ADHD mom with ADHD adolescence, I know that my tea time could not be more important. It's all about tending to what I call the four pillars of well-being for the ADHD mom, taking a holistic approach to treating ADHD, because let's face it, ADHD is complex and treating it is different for every single one of us. So I'm going to talk, talk, do, kind of do an overview of the four pillars of well-being. They're physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Now, in future episodes, we'll take a deeper dive into each one of them, and then we'll go even deeper 
and solo episodes as well as interviews with experts in each of these areas and all kinds of different modalities. Now, when my kids were real little, my back went out. I mean, I leaned over to pick up my daughter and I couldn't get back up. My kids were 17 months apart and I had two kids in cribs. So you can imagine that I was in, pick, in a pickle. I was in trouble. It took me a whole entire year, but I finally managed to heal the herniated disc and realized that it was really time to start taking care of my physical well-being again. I did amazingly well. You know, give, give, a, give an ADHD mind something to focus on. I did amazingly well when I was pregnant, right? To incredible, impeccable care of myself. Um, but then once I had my kids, that kind of fell to the wayside and I was focusing on my, on my kids and keeping everybody safe and happy and well, but neglecting my own physical well-being. Now, phys physical well-being is just one of the four pillars, but it's equally as important as the others, the mental, emotional, and spiritual. And it's all about showing up, uh, showing yourself some love and tending to what your unique body needs. We are all different. Okay. So when we're talking about physical, physical well-being, we're talking about nutrition and supplements and medication if, if it's appropriate for you. Think ADHD brain health. Okay. What goes in your body? You're feeding your tank. Okay. We're also talking about hydration, making sure that your, that your body is hydrated and know also that when you are drinking enough fluids, you're also lubricating your brain. You're, you're hydrating your brain as well. We're talking about exercise, moving your body. We're also talking about rest, sleep. And I know that sleep is a difficult, uh, a difficult thing sometimes for uh, moms with ADHD, for people with ADHD, but it's really important. Now I um, I I raising my hand when I say that I um, I tend to binge watch uh, Netflix when I'm really into a show, but I have to put the brakes on at some point. You know, ten nine thirty ideal ideally, but for me about ten o'clock, I need to turn it off, shut it down, and even if I'm not sleeping and getting a, the deep sleep that I need, at least I'm resting. Okay, so we're talking about uh, about nutrition, supplements, and meds when appropriate. Hydration, exercise, rest, physical touch as well. Okay, we need we are we are human beings, right? We're human beings and we're, we're spiritual beings in a human form. And being in that human form means that we are made to be in communication and community with other people. When my um, and my son is still this way, but especially when he was little he had to be held okay he was colicky he um he uh he was a highly sensitive kid with sensory issues and and he had to be held and and even to this day he's he'll, he'll be 15 in a couple of months even to this day when i put hands on him his whole body just relaxes okay so think about that for you now some of us do not like to be touched Okay, or, in it, or maybe there are different places on your body, maybe your hand, maybe your arm, whatever. Think about, think about how you like to be touched or not, but tend to that as well, as well as other physical treatments. And we'll talk about, we'll go deeper into that in another episode. Now, if you are realizing that you need more of an intentional approach, consider taking a vision walk. You can find it at the, the audio guide at visiondrivenmomwalk.com. And that will really tend to the physical aspect 
as well as mental, emotional, spiritual, it's like an all over um, uh, well-being, um, but getting yourself outside and moving your body. Okay, now we're going to talk about mental well-being. So there is never a dull moment in my mind, except a couple of times, except sometimes in meditation and um, and when I've done cranial sacral therapy. Oh my gosh, delightful! When the, when the only thought in my mind is the realization that I'm not having thoughts, <laughs> was amazing. But that doesn't happen all the time. Now having ADHD takes the Buddhist concept of monkey mind to a whole other level. That's why it's so important for ADHD moms with ADHD adolescents to take good care of their minds. When our kids are younger and they have ADHD, it's very physical, right? It, it takes a lot of physical energy to, to manage the ADHD in your household. When they get older, when they're teens, when they're adolescents, it's all about the mind. It's amazing. It's a whole other different kind of fatigue, right? And mental well-being is just one, another one of the four pillars of well-being. It's all about showing yourself some love and tending to what your unique mind needs. So when we're talking about mental well-being, we're talking about resting your mind. Now, this is different than sleep. When I'm talking about rent, resting your mind mentally, I'm talking about mindfulness. I'm talking about meditation. Okay, now don't freak out. Some people freak out when they hear meditation and think, oh my gosh, there's no way that my ADHD mind is going to sit quietly for 30 minutes. And that's not what meditation is. Meditation is a, the practice of bringing your mind back to the present moment. You can do meditation for a minute. You can start with three minutes. It does not need to be this, you know, the, this, this big idea of meditation, but resting your mind is important. And we can do this with mindfulness. Mindfulness is really in the middle of your day, in your day, that you're able to, to kind of use your senses to bring your mind back to this moment. Okay. So resting your mind, creating simple systems to hold information because the mind is not a container. No matter how much our ADHD minds want to hold on to everything, right? We need to find simple systems like calendars, like planners, like, uh, like different apps to hold the information that we can easily get to. Okay. Not trying to hold because when we are containing, we are not using our minds in the optimal way. Okay. Also feeding the mind, empowering messages, gratitude, appreciation, um, celebrating wins, um, uh, rewarding yourself for, for little accomplishments, feeding your mind, empowering messages. That is another way. Think of feeding your mind, empowering messages as, um, as nutrition for your mind. Okay. And giving your mind something to focus on like a life vision or your mind will run amok. And that's what our minds do. Okay. Squirrel, 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 squirrel. It's over here. It's over here. It's over here. Giving your mind something to focus on. Hiring a coach and or a therapist to support you with your mental health. Over the past 30 years, I, you know, what, 
sometimes I have a therapist and a coach. Sometimes I have, you know, in the early days before I even knew that I had ADHD, I had a therapist and then I had a coach and then I had a coach and a therapist. And it, 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 it varies depending on what's going on in your life. But the most important thing is to find support, someone to support you with your mental well-being and also surrounding yourself with others who get you because let's face it, we have neurodiverse minds. We live in a world creating for neurotypical people. Okay. Most of the people in our lives are, they don't think like us. So it's really important to surround yourself with others who get you. Now, if you're realizing that you need more of an intentional approach, approach to your mental well-being, consider giving your mind something to focus on. The Overwhelm Cure Guide is a great place to start. It's a simple system for using your challenges to create a simple vision to reduce overwhelm in your daily life. And you can find that at www.overwhelmcure.com, overwhelmcureguide.com. And I'll put all of these links in the uh, in the show notes as well. Now, now we're talking about emotional well-being. Now, when my kids were little, I often felt like my emotional state was a game of whack-a-mole. You know that game at the fair where you you have the, the have the mallet and uh, and uh, a mole comes up over here, you whack it down. A mole comes up over here, you whack it down. That's how my emotional state felt. Feel an uncomfortable emotion coming on, and I'd whack it down over and over and over again. I mean, I didn't have time to deal with my emotions or so I thought. Now, what I eventually realized that if I didn't feel the feels, if I didn't feel the emotions when they were happening or, you know, bring them up so I could deal with them at some, at, at a more appropriate time, they would show up at some inappropriate time or they would show, show up as some sort of dis-ease in my body, like the herniated disc, like appendicitis, like a sprained ankle, okay? Different things like that. Your body is also, your, your mind, your body, and your soul are always communicating with each other, okay? And what we know about, um, about our emotions is that they can often get trapped in the body, especially if we've had some sort of uh, PTSD. It's all about showing yourself some love and tending to your own unique emotional needs. Okay, so think about things like noticing what you're noticing and moving your emotions up the emotional scale. Okay. Um, uh, Abraham Hicks, they, they have this emotional scale where joy and empowerment, freedom, love, appreciation, those are at the very top gratitude, the very top of the emotional scale. And at the very bottom, and there are 22 of them on the on, uh, Abraham Hicks um, uh, emotional scale, the very bottom is fear, grief, depression, despair, powerlessness. So we are not talking about going from depression to joy. Okay. Not possible, but we can little by little. Okay. What would be the next higher emotion? What would be the next higher emotion? So moving up the emotional scale, one rung at a time. Um, also for your emotional well-being, daily joys, finding little things in your daily life that bring you joy. It could be a stone. It could be a, um, uh, my daughter and I last night were just talking about, um, 
I have these teddy bears that I have had since I was a kid, took them to college, had them in my 20s, you know, got brought them into my marriage. My kids now sleep with them or not really anymore, but they they have them and they know that they're really important. Okay, little daily joys for me. I love I love essential oils. Those are little daily joys for me. I love holding my cats. I love going out to see my chickens and I'll talk more about this. I call this uh, this vibe care. Um, feeling the feels is also a way, um, a, 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 an aspect of vibe care. Okay. Like I talked about making sure that you are allowing yourself to deal with the emotions, feeling the feels, connecting with other people. Again, what I talked about uh, that we are spiritual beings in a, in the, in a human form. We are meant to be in communion with other people. So connecting with other people is another way of supporting your emotional well-being. Somatic and mind-body practices are really important for emotional well-being. Now, sometimes, especially if you've had PTSD, now, so what we know is that our emotions often get trapped in in the body, especially if there's trauma involved. If you have PTSD, you want to kind of work with a with a therapist or a or a coach who is trained in uh, trauma informed therapy. Okay, some kind of because it's a different kind. So somatic and mind body practices are also really really important, and not just if you have PTSD, just all over, especially as moms with ADHD. Now, if you are realizing that you need more of an intentional approach to your emotional well-being, you'll want to check out the Vibe Care Toolkit. You can find that at vibecaretoolkit.com. Again, I'll put the the uh, the links to all of these um, these tools in the uh, show notes. And then there's spiritual. So we cannot forget our spiritual well-being because again, our, that we there's our minds, bodies, and souls are always communicating with each other. We are spiritual beings in a human form. We get to, as spiritual beings, experience life in this physical in, in the physical form, right? Now, I found my love and my need for yoga 30 years ago. It started out as a quest to heal some deep-seated wounds from childhood that had sent me on a winding journey of self-discovery. Having my children sent me on a deeper journey and back to my own spirituality. I now understand that we have to honor both sides of ourselves, the human side and the spiritual side. And spirituality is an essential part of treating and healing our beautiful, unique ADHD minds, honoring that part of ourselves. So one amazing way that you connect, can connect and, and nurture the spiritual part of your well-being is to connect with nature, whether it is, um, it is uh, you know, grounding, walking outside in your bare feet, hugging a tree, going on a nature walk. There are a gazillion place that, ways that you can connect with nature, but that's amaz- an amazing way to, um, to support your spiritual well-being. Feeding your creativity. Now, there are two amazing ways to connect with um, with your soul, with with that um, with the deepest all knowing part of you. One of them is 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 when you are feeling joyful and when you are being creative. Okay, if you've ever been in the zone, 
Okay. And you, and, and you, you know, you seem to lose time. I know we do that as ADHD people, but what, you know, what, think about when you're really, really interested in something and you're, you're feeding the, that creativity. That is one way. Okay. When you're experiencing joy, when you're feeding that creativity, you're experiencing joy. So when you are experiencing joy and in meditation are the two most amazing ways to connect with that spiritual part of yourself. Also being guided by your why, okay? Why, you know, especially as, as, uh, as moms with ADHD, it is easy for, easier for us to focus and stay on task when, when we're interested in what we're doing, okay? And your why is deep-seated. It's part of your spiritual journey. So being guided by your why, living by your core values. Now, this is a story for another time, but when I had my kids, I realized that I didn't even know what my core values were, okay? So really getting uh, self-awareness, being very aware of who you are, what drives you, what your core values are, what your why is, that this is this is taking care of your spiritual well-being and listening to your intuition okay being quiet enough so that you can actually hear it you know and sometimes you know sometimes we feel it in our body some people hear things some people see things some people feel things i'm a feeler i feel things i feel things in my body but i also just have a knowing so kind of getting in touch with your intuition is also another amazing way to connect with that with your spiritual spiritual well-being to feed that spiritual part of yourself praying meditating connecting with that deeper that that all-knowing part of yourself that deeper part of your soul whether it be at church um, on your meditation cushion or in nature okay taking the time. And if you're realizing that you need more connection to the spiritual side of yourself, check out the vision walk. Again, it's a guided mind, body, soul walk that your ADHD mind is going to love. You can find that at visiondrivenmomwalk.com. So we talked about the four pillars of well-being, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. ADHD is complex and it's crucial to find ways to support yourself in all areas of your well-being. So take a cleansing breath or two. Take note of which area of your well-being needs the most attention right now. If it's your physical well-being, you can go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com and take a vision walk. If it's a mental, if it's your mental well-being, go to overwhelmcureguide.com and create your daily life vision. If it's emotional, go to vibecaretoolkit.com and create your vibe care toolkit. And again, if it's spiritual, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com and take a vision walk. Now, I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes so you don't have to keep them. You don't have to contain them in your mind. And I look forward to guiding you on your vision-driven mom with ADHD journey. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. To get started on your Vision Driven Mom journey, go to visiondrivenmomwalk.com to download the Vision Walk audio guide. Join the collective of moms with ADHD moving their bodies and their lives forward and leaving overwhelm behind. Anything is possible, even for the mom with ADHD. Goodbye for now.